better than zero. If, if we got one? That's positive thinking, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're live, and this is the MCU's Bleeding Edge. And really quick, because I'm so professional that I actually forgot my notes. So, uh, Cyber, if you don't mind, would you please go ahead and introduce everybody quick? All right. So welcome to the MCU's Bleeding Edge folks out there in live stream land. So, of course, over here we have our wonderful Mr. Perry. Uh, this way, sorry. Uh, you know, I always get it logically wrong. <laughs> but we got our awesome Perry over here who's returning after a little hiatus. And also we have our great friend Arch up here that joined us last time. And he's kind of a new guy around and he's fun. Then, of course, we got Mr. Jeff Snaboda over here. And then we have first-time comer. I'm sorry, what was the name again? That's Taylor. Taylor. One more time. Thanks, Taylor. Glad Taylor. to be here. Thank sorry. you. I didn't catch it last time. Taylor. I'm sorry, Tyber. I'm sorry. No, I got it with Taylor. Taylor is from the Podcast of Champions. I met okay. him on Sakar, um, the uh, the free forums website um, that uh, – Arch and Grandmaster were nice enough to invite me on, and I've enjoyed being on there. Um, people are being a little bit timid about talking to me so far, but Taylor was, like, man enough to, like, hit me up and be what's up. So um, we ended up uh, hooking up today, and um, he jumped in and, and, like, kind of helped us out a little bit when, um, unfortunately, um, Ori uh, pulled an amateur move last second and, like, pulled out of the show over some, like, straight up garbage so like you know hey over here on the mcu's bleeding edge we don't attack people personally or like you know get ugly with people or whatever when stuff happens we just say it is what it is and we move on and we focus on the mcu content maybe that's what we're here for so ori good luck with your bullshit um you know what i'm saying like god bless you but um anyways so listen it's great to see you perry good to have you back cyber Excited to be back. Good to see you brother uh-huh. And Arch, thank you very much for being on here again with us, man. Like honestly, you you had a really uh impactful like appearance on the the stream last time and um Cyber and I both genuinely appreciated everything that you brought like to the show, you know. Hey, cool, cool guys. I, I really enjoyed talking to you. I thought it was a great talk, a lot of detail that came out of it. So uh awesome to talk to you guys about any anything. I'm I'm really excited about this one. I can't wait to see where it goes. So yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm really uh, honestly, I'm really excited that Taylor was able to join us because we, you know, we want to try to get as many folks from the podcast of champions to get involved with the series as possible. Um, and again, I mean, I genuinely appreciate you, Arch, like sticking with us and whatnot and everything, and you know, getting on with us again. But um, all right, so I mean, let's go ahead and jump into Captain Marvel, and just to like start things off, why don't I go ahead and drop the trailers? We'll check those out. And that will roll right into my initial question to all of you. And um, then we'll kind of go from there and see where, where the opinions for Captain Marvel lie. Sounds good. Let's do it. language. I know a renegade soldier when I see one. 
never occurred to me that one might come from above. Space invasion. Big car chase. Truth be told, I was ready to hang it up till I met you today. So you're not from around here. It's hard to explain. I keep having these memories. I see flashes. I think I had a life here. But I can't tell if it's real. idea what threats are out there we can't do this alone we need you i'm not what you think i am All right, folks, one more. Oh, one more. So, scrolls are the bad guys. And you're a Kree, a race of noble warriors. Heroes, noble warrior heroes. Your life began the day it nearly ended. We found you. With no memory, we made you one of us. So you could live longer, stronger, superior. You were reborn. I keep having these memories. Something in my past is the key to all of this. You know how to fly this thing? We'll see. That's a yes or no question. Yes. Would you like to know what you really are? I think I had a life here. What aren't you telling me? You've come a long way. But you're not as strong as you think. This war is just the beginning. I'm not going to fight your war. I'm going to end it. Aren't you cute? And what's your name, huh? Gary. What's you? I'll be back. All right. <laughs> that was a nice.
that was a nice trip back in time. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Right off the bat, y'all. Here we go, squad. How did you guys feel about the film initially after seeing the trailers? If you can remember back, like, you know, 2019 when you saw the trailers or saw one of the trailers. You know, we'll start off with um, with Arch. Arch, what what did you think when you watched the trailers before you saw the film? What were, what were your expectations? I was excited. I mean, seriously, like, even watching these now, I feel the same as I did then. I mean, like, they just feel like cosmic awesomeness. To me, it, like, it, like they, I just I kind of get excited about them. I, I, was, I initially thought, like, I was more excited about the first trailer, but really watching the second one, I'm just like, I don't, it just makes me really want to go watch this movie now. But uh, no, really, I I I, I love the uh, the space music that they put into it. I mean, music plays a plays a plays a large role in, in getting you into these things. I thought it was great. I thought the look of all these things are good. The look of the scrolls is great. I was excited for it, man. I really was. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I think they did a really good job with the scrolls. They did. Um, Taylor, podcast of champions. What did you think, brother, when you saw the trailers and whatnot? Were you, like, uh, extremely optimistic about Captain Marvel? Yes, I was extremely excited by the trailers. Um, you know, the MCU does trailers right every time. They, they, they show you – they give you a taste. They show you what's coming, but they don't give away anything as far as the story goes. In fact, they even throw you some curveballs in the trailers that end up being twists in the movie. And, uh, I mean, come on. It was Nick Fury – it was scrolls. It was Cree. It was a blockbuster video. Of course, I was excited about the movie. <laughs> Good point, man. I the I yeah. love the '90s narrative. I love the '90s theme. Like uh, me and Perry were talking about that earlier. I love it. Like as a '90s kid or whatever. Like I'm all about it, man. I love the '90s. Best decade ever. Anyways, <laughs> yeah, well, we so, can have another discussion about that. But okay. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you know, uh, cyber. What what were your thoughts? I, I know you saw the trailers back in 2019. So what were your thoughts going into, like, before you watched Captain Marvel? Were, what were your expectations? Well, when I first heard that Brie Larson was cast as Captain Marvel, that kind of pushed it under for me for wanting to see the film at first. Uh, because I'm not a huge fan of hers. I don't really care for her. I think she's a little overrated. And, uh, I mean, the only other movie I had seen her at the time, I had seen her in two films by that time, 21 Jump Street and then, of course, The Room film that she won the Oscar for. And when I saw her in the, you know, the film The Room, I just thought she was so ridden she did not deserve the Oscar. So when she ended up being casted, I was like, eh, I'm not too sure about that. But then once the, one of the trailers dropped and I saw the trailer, I said, okay, the movie itself looks like it's going to be a pretty decent film. Um, I'm just not sure still about her. And then after I saw the film, I was like, okay, she wasn't too bad in it. Uh, but yeah, definitely the trailer. Uh, it was really great trailer. Uh, I mean, both of them, they were just really well done. Like Taylor was saying that Marvel does a really good job with doing their trailers. Uh, and it, they just looked really entertaining. I mean, you can't go wrong. Samuel L. Jackson, I, I, I watch him in anything. It could be a five second long role. I'll still go see it just for him. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, he, he's the one that really pulled me in in these trailers and the reason why I wanted to see it. Most definitely. Harry, your thoughts? Yeah, just like everybody's saying, it's it's it, Marvel, it, they're too good. They're too good for their own good sometimes, you know? Like, it's, it's it, that's how it feels. That um, they just, they can hit you where they want to hit you uh, with these trailers. 
And uh, kind of with with what uh, with what Cyber was saying that it's like with Brie Larson, it was it was kind of iffy um, in terms of. But the the thing I uh, that always like kind of was like I was like ah oh, I don't know if I see her as a superhero. I guess like with other people too, like Chris Evans was one of those people too that people just were like how is he going to be Captain America? Cause he was so typecast as one person and he nailed it. Now we'll get into whether or not we think Brie Larson nailed it or not probably in a little bit, but uh, in terms of the trailers, like it, uh, I, I was so hyped cause I, I was ready for like that next step into the cosmic uh, part of the MCU that they were just starting to like break through, you know, that they touched at, like where it was kind of, it felt like the, the guardians of the galaxy universe that we were, watching was finally like they were bringing the two universes together a little bit so um in that regard it got me really excited to see see this character and to obviously get back into the 90s and um i was born in the 90s but (laughs) i got i got like the remnants i saw everything from the 90s kind of die off a little bit in my youth so (laughs) i get to hold on to it a little bit but uh there was some stuff that was fun yeah <laughs> well i mean honestly before i even say anything uh, you know myself about about the trailers i want to kind of just jump right off that and something i was just thinking about was um going back to you arch when you saw infinity war i'm assuming in theaters or like maybe not i don't know like uh what were, your, what were your thoughts when you saw the beeper and samuel jackson dropped the beeper the, the pager and you saw the Captain Marvel logo. Like, where, where, where were you at with that? Oh, you mean back in, in like, back in Infinity War, you mean? Drop the Beaver? Yeah. yeah. Oh, uh, so I'm, I... I'm of Infinity War. Yeah, no, I, I didn't know what they were going to do with Carol. I mean, I just assumed... I, I didn't know... I don't think at the time we didn't even know that this was going to be, like, a flashback film. So I didn't know what they were going to do with that at that point. I just assumed, oh, Carol's going to be this, this major influence... Uh, going forward, but I mean, I, I thought the beeper was a great thing. It was clearly this dated reference that was some sort of nostalgic throwback because beepers in the day were, were were kind of a big thing. And uh, you know, spoilers. I'm I'm kind of a, a kid of the '90s. I was born a little bit before that. I won't tell you exactly when, but I, I experienced all of the '90s in their full glory. So I, I loved every bit of of the '90s nostalgia here, from the Nine Inch Nails T-shirt to the to the uh, Smashing Pumpkins band stickers that were up on the uh, up on the walls, just every little bit of it, the videos in the arcades, uh, all of it was just awesome. I thought it was. I got a Smashing Pumpkins freaking poster on my wall, man. Right. I'll tell you what. There's a plaza right over there that I could almost I could walk to within five minutes here that used to have a blockbuster video in it, and there's not a time I don't drive past that plaza and not think of, man, I wish the blockbuster video was still here. There really is. So I, I, I love that. I, well, let me be honest. I, honestly, Arch, it's not a poster. I have a um, like an advertisement for a show that Smashing Pumpkins did with Garbage because mm-hmm. I, I like to buy the the old like advertisements for like you know the old posters for the shows. Right. Um, and I actually saw them like on that tour back in the day. Wow. Um, but yeah, dude, I'll I'll show you another time. I've got a, a huge uh, poster of Shirley Manson cool. when she was young, like when Garbage first started. Right, right. Bed, man. Like, you know, I'll tell you right now, man. She was a big crush of mine back in the day. I could see it. I could see it. The garbage got a song in the soundtrack too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, they did. And and honestly, I I loved that. Um, it only happens when it rains or whatever song. Oh my god, I loved that back in the day. But um, no, like 
uh, like Taylor, I guess my point with this just is wanting to ask you this is kind of like, what was your initial take when you saw the beeper and you saw the Captain Marvel logo and everything and whatnot? Because for me, I was like thrilled. I was excited like freaking like crazy. Yeah, I was completely thrilled. It was, it, and it was really cool the way they did it. How he, you know, he, he got dusted or whatever they're going to call it. Blipped, we call it now in the universe. But uh, he slowly faded away and he's still pushing the buttons on the beeper. And then it just <laughs> drops as his hand goes away. Just before he says the, the classic Samuel L. Jackson catchphrase, which you can't say in MCU movies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, you can say it on the MCU bleeding edge, Taylor. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but you see it bleeping there on the ground and then they see the logo slowly emerge and i was just like holy crap he's calling in captain marvel for backup on this thing and i was like That's we're right. going we're going there we're going next <laughs> level <laughs> so cyber yep I, I mean were you just like were you non like climatic about the whole thing because you already were down on the brie larson deal or whatever or what did you think when you saw infinity war and you saw that end credit scene i mean i knew it was coming uh, I knew that sh that the character Captain Marvel wasn't in Infinity War, but was going to be in Endgame because before that trailer, before that end credit scene, it even came out, they were already talking about that there was going to be this post credit scene with you know saying, oh, Captain Marvel will be a part of the next film. So I, I was ecstatic because just because they're you know finally going to be kind of connecting those dots you know, for Captain Marvel, the first film, to, you know, the next part of the MCU, you know, journey. Kind of like Perry was talking about earlier, you know, about, you know, going in the next evolution of, you know, the, you know, more into space-themed MCU heroes and stuff like that. And, uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a great, you know, end credit scene. We knew it was coming, you know. I mean, if, if you're logical and know how the MCU works, you kind of knew that was coming eventually. You just don't know when. Uh, but I, I remember sitting in theaters, you know, watching that end credit scene and going, cool, cool, can't wait. It'll be interesting to see her level of, you know, how she, what she plays out in the film for, you know, for Endgame. But at the same time, by that time, I had already seen Captain Marvel, so, and my expectations had changed with, you know, how I felt about Brie Larson and the role. And I thought she did, you know, an okay job. So at that time I was a little bit more excited than I was when I saw the trailer for Captain Marvel. That's understandable. What, what were your thoughts, Perry? So I'm going to be completely honest. I had to make, I, so when, when I saw it, cause I, I was still like, uh, when did, uh, Infinity War came out and what? 2018 20, 2018 right yeah so at that point i was still like starting to get more into like reading the comics and uh so when i saw it i was like pretty sure that's captain marvel pretty sure that's captain marvel and then i had to look it up and then <laughs> and then i said to my friend that i was like i was like it's captain marvel <laughs> so i had to play i had to play that game a little bit but uh it it at least you're that honest, was, Gary. At oh, least yeah. Honest. Dude, I can't even I can't even pretend to like say that I know everything about the comics because it's like you ask me one deep question and I'm like, I can get there at some point, but it's it that was one of them where I was like, okay, I really need to like know more about these things because I just had to second guess whether that was like Captain Marvel. 
like the logo. So that was when I really started like diving more deep in. But when I saw it and then I like looked it up that it was Captain Marvel, that's when I was like, oh shit. I was like, all right. I was like, let's see where this goes. Cause it, in like, in a power sense, she like crushes pretty much everybody that we had seen besides like maybe like Thor, but like power wise, she, she's like the Superman of like, like that sense. Like she, she's almost indestructible in a sense, you know? So when they introduced that, I was, I was like, okay, so how are they going to do this without like overpowering her or making it too far on one side? You know, like where are they going to like leave the limits, you know? So that was kind of like my thought process afterwards, but I was, I was excited to see what they were going to do with it for sure. Yes, most definitely. I mean, like I already said, I was totally, I mean, look, Infinity War was an exciting film for me. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I won't lie. I'll put it out there right now. Infinity War is my favorite MCU film. It is. It, I find it to be, it's, it's literally for me, it's what really like, still still sends chills down like to my spine almost when i watch the trailers for it and stuff like that and see people's reactions to the trailers and everything i mean i feel like the infinity war trailers were the best trailers that that the mcu ever had but that's just me um but i was like as stoked as possible when i saw like that beeper scene and i saw the captain marvel logo i love that logo i do i love it like i love the color yeah. scheme i love the logo um I just don't like friggin' Brie Larson or Captain Marvel that much. <laughs> to be honest with you, like I'm not trying to be the devil's advocate or whatever here. Like honestly, like I wanted to be as optimistic and like confident about Captain Marvel as I could be. But the fact of the matter is, is kind of like Perry. I read I read Marvel comics in the 80, late 80s and and throughout the 90s. I never like really uh, knew about Captain Marvel that much or like read really that much about her character or what she was about. I just had like a basic gist of like what she was, you know, who she was, what her power set was and everything and whatnot. And like, um, like, you know, uh, Perry already mentioned the whole like concept of them going cosmic with the MCU and rolling in like, um, you know, the, um, the, like eventually like, you know, um, uh, I'm trying to think of some of the characters. Oh, like rolling in like, um, you know, Nova, and like you know, rolling in like um, the um, like they're potentially going to in the Eternals, like actually show some of the um, like the old fathers and like you know the um, the, the 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 beings that that predated the MCU basically. Um, I was really hyped about that whole concept, and I still am to some extent. Um, you know, waiting kind of to see where that flushes out, but. Basically, um, for me, it was just a, like a really exciting thing. And for me, I guess I just say that as far as the trailers go, I would agree with Arch 100% that I don't know, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, you know what? Marvel Studios is pretty good at putting these trailers together. They do a good job. Um, and, you know, based on those trailers, you'd think that it was a pretty good film. But I'll be honest with you, I just watched it today and my opinion on it has not changed. It's uh, it's not exactly uh, Oscar Oscar bait, you know, as far as far as I'm concerned. Um, so where I want to kind of go with that is just basically like 
what do you guys think that like worked in the movie? Like, what do you feel worked with the story and worked with the movie? I mean, um, Taylor, like to start off with you, like, what did you feel like? What did you feel like worked for you? Okay, I can tell you a lot of things that I think work. Uh, first of all, people forget how big this movie is. It it's huge. It starts out on the Cree homeworld, <laughs> where we actually get a glimpse of of Cree life, and then we get a then we she, we find out she's on a crack commando team in the Cree military. They get a mission. They go to another planet. They fight some scrolls. She get captured. They torture her upside down and suck her you know, suck memories out of her brain and watch them on TV. Then then <laughs> she passes to a blockbuster and runs into Coulson and Nick Fury. So they, they you know epic. And then you know we're on multiple spaceships. We go up into orbit later on. Photon. <laughs> it's just it was just nonstop. So that's big picture what works. The overall scheme of and scale of the movie really worked. Um, Nick Fury. This, this movie had the most Nick Fury of any MCU movie ever, and it was a relatively young Nick Fury with two eyeballs most of the time, uh, but he's still badass as heck. He's still doing what he needs to do to get the job done. <laughs> yep. And still rolling with the punches, man. I mean, he, invasion from outer space, shape-shifting aliens, and he's just going with it. He said, do it. I'm just going to save the world. You know? <laughs> I'll team up with this chick here, and we'll make it happen. He's got what it takes. Which it took him a while to find that out. Um, so that worked for me. The other thing you mentioned, the, the whole '90s setting worked great for me. And I, I'll, you know, I'll throw some shade. Unlike another superhero movie that was set in the '90s called uh, Dark Phoenix, where they did not reference the '90s once in that entire movie. Why it was set in the '90s, I don't know. It could have been at any time whatsoever. But Marvel knows if you're going to set a movie in a time zone, you've got to emphasize that time zone. And not just in the obvious stuff like the fashions and the music and blah, blah, blah. They have this incredible ability. And you guys talked about it a little bit with um, First Avenger being set in World War II and how it had that, that old 1940s pulp action movies, Indiana Jones type feel to it. This movie, remember when she fell in that blockbuster? What was one of the posters she saw? True Lies. This movie felt like True Lies, a movie from the 90s that... That scene on the train, that scene on the train, that big fight on the train, that could have been right out of True Lies. That's how it was filmed. That's how it felt. So that was another thing that worked for me. Arnold Schwarzenegger could not have saved this film, bro. He could not have done it, man. Even if he came out of the woodwork now, like in retirement, he couldn't save Captain Marvel, man. But anyways, like, what do you think, Perry? Like, what worked? Uh, so kind of like Taylor was saying, like, I think, I, I think the story, when you look at it, like big picture wise, the story works. The problem, I think what came through it is the way that they went about it in certain ways and stuff. Um, I think the supporting cast was really good. Um, I think Samuel L. Jackson did a really good job feeling like the more naive version of him that we see <laughs> later, you know, like, I think he did a really good job. Like, um, and especially like you see the, like the last like scene that he's in where he's talking to Colson and he's talking about, there's so many different dangers out there that we don't even know about. And we're not prepared to do it. You, you automatically like, you see that change already. Like you see the change at the end of the movie that turns him into the person that we see, um, 
like when we meet him in Iron Man and all the other movies following, you know? So I think that worked going from him being kind of like a little more naive, like younger guy. And then he sees all the shit and he's like, what are we going to do next time they show up? Like (laughs) what's going to happen? And it was cool to see that. Um, And I think Jude Law did a good job for what like he was supposed to do. Um, I don't think it was anything phenomenal, but I think he hit every mark that he had to hit um, in terms of being like the friend and then the foe sort of, so to speak. Um, I liked the worlds that they, they, they created. I liked um, like the Cree home world. I think it felt It felt like it was like an alien planet, but still didn't feel like it was, so far different than the stuff we saw in guardians where it still felt familiar, but it still was a new planet. You know, I think a lot of that worked. Um, most of the, like the de-aging worked really well. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of like, it, it's a lot of to do with like the supporting cast and uh, kind of the overarching big story parts of it worked for me. Okay. All right. Cyber. Uh, in a whole, the film, I think, was did its purpose. It gave us this great nostalgia, but also gave us a decent introduction into who Captain Marvel is and kind of what was behind how she became Captain Marvel and kind of where she was at to be able to fit into the MCU's timeline. Uh, you know, just like you, Jeff, I, at the same time, this isn't my favorite Marvel film, but at the same time, I still think it's entertaining enough to watch it here and there and still very entertaining and a good addition to the MCU's timeline and adding some flavor in it, giving us another female superhero at the same time as giving us this other cosmic creature that we're dealing with. Uh, Even though she is from Earth, she is human, but it was, you know, because of the Tesseract, basically, uh, or Space Stone, why she becomes Captain Marvel. That I know is different from what was in the comic books. I do know that. Um, I am not as familiar with the comic books as everyone else, probably. But at the same time, uh, you know, I just thought that it was a you know decent film that gave us an overall good presence of who Captain Marvel is to kind of introduce her into the MCU and give us that push in the right direction for the film. Okay, I mean that's pretty fair, Cyber. I mean, um, do you feel like based on that at that point that Captain Marvel 2 should improve on, like, what they did in that film in the first one? Well, any sequel should improve on what it did in the first film. But unfortunately, a lot of times they lack that because either, one, they get different writers, two, they get a different director, or three, they just don't have that same presence as the first one because it's not as new and we're already familiar with it. And so, unfortunately, what usually happens is these sequels are, as you know, lustrous as the original but i feel that because of how good marvel is with their success that the marvels the second captain marvel film will probably be hopefully better uh especially with the fact that you know we're getting a couple of the characters in the film that are other marvels that we're going to be introduced to so that might help improve it and take the stigmatism out of who brie larson is and people not enjoying her because you have these other characters she's gonna be sharing the screen with that might bring a little more popularity into the Captain Marvel series. Uh, But at the same time, you know, like, 
you know, if you're looking for Oscar worthiness for these films, it, it's not going to happen. That's not what these are for. They're, of course. You know, that's not what they're for. They're for entertainment. They're for the comic book, you know, fans. And that's hey, what they're going to give you. I still swear to God, I think that like Infinity War and Endgame should have been up for Oscar contention. I don't care. I don't care. They, Endgame they, was. Let's be honest. Endgame was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, game was. These were the most impactful freaking movies that came out in the last couple of years. Like nothing, like was at the scale of Infinity War and Endgame. I mean, honestly, like it was like a cultural event when these movies came out, right, Arch? It was absolutely a cultural event. I had women at floofy soap stores at downtown Disney asking if I'd seen this film. That. That doesn't happen. That just That's doesn't happen. It was huge. It was huge. Luffy? <laughs> Luffy like, like stores downtown. I mean, women talking to you, right? <laughs> no, no, no. no, no. It's, 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 <laughs> women don't talk to him. No. No, nothing like this. Nothing like this. Like Floofy Soap Stores, Basin in, in Disney Springs, I'll call it by its official name, in, in, in Orlando. Like, just walking through there, the place is packed. And like, have you seen Infinity War? Have you seen it? Have you seen Endgame? Have you seen it? Like, never, never doesn't happen with any other film. I've never heard of that before. It was just yeah. lines out the door down the street. It was un- unbelievable. Okay, Arch, what worked for you? I, I, I'm really interested in hearing your opinion on this. What worked for you in Captain Marvel? I really love this film. I really do, like top to bottom. Like, I, so a, a number of things, and I'll, I'll I'll try to kind of go a little deep here. Like, I, I love the story structure of it. I I think this film really flows well. Like, I think from it's one of those films, and you can't say this about a lot of films, but like each scene just kind of works on its own little thing, and then you kind of get to the next scene, and I kind of just want I want to keep watching the next scene. I just really enjoy it. Um, just from an overall big picture story arc, like how her character arc unfolds, I think there's a number of key elements like I would point to really interesting, actually just as a storytelling device. Like um, primarily like every time she gets in a phone call with Jude Law, first of all, I love how she's rigged up this payphone, which is a very 90s thing, by the way, to to be able to like have interstellar conversations. I think that's awesome. <laughs> but each time she's just a little more aware of what's going on. Like she starts off and she's like kind of doubting him and then she's suspicious. And then later she's just completely like, all right, you're full of shit. Like she progresses in each of those conversations. And I think it's, I think, I think those are really telltale signs of really kind of smart writing. I I think it's a great character development. I really do. There's another little scene that, that kind of plays into that too. It's when, it's when she and Nick Fury are, are kind of in the, uh, the uh, the file room or whatever it is they're in where they're like finally discovering what this is. And she opens up that book and he's like, oh, she, uh, Nick Nick is like, oh, she was cuckoo because she has those tree glyphs and stuff in there and it looks like something some insane person would write. But all of a sudden Carol's like, wait, I recognize this. But she doesn't confess this to him. She stands there not knowing what to do. And and I think it's, I think it's re- actually really good, great acting by, by Brie. Um, in the sense that, like, she's confessing. I mean, I, I, I can't think of an exact moment where I've had this, but I'm sure we've all had these moments where all of a sudden we're just kind of shocked by something and we're just, like, kind of don't know what to do about it. And I really kind of felt that out of her in that moment. I thought it was great. The um, and, then, and then all of that builds up to them listening to that that uh, that tape recording, which they had to upload to a file. And, of course, all these <laughs> highly advanced alien technology people are like, 
why is this taking so long to load? I, I love that scene. That's yeah. very, very, very that nice. One, that <laughs> one scroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one scroll. To... Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's just, <laughs> yeah. And you got the dial tone, the internet, AOL login dial tone. I thought all of that was great. But um, so I, I thought it was, I, I thought all of that was really super good. Like just, the movie just keeps flowing to me and I can kind of just watch each scene and I'm like eager to get to the next scene. I think it's great. Um, uh, there's one thing that that maybe like uh, a little I'm thinking about it too much, sort of deep on it. But I love the concept of the supreme intelligence. Like, so I I kind of try to sometimes think about our society and like how we would progress in the next hundred years, the next five hundred years, the next thousand years. I don't know if you guys ever sit around and wonder what human society is going to be like in ten thousand years, but I I do. Right? That may be a little dirty, but I mean it's you know it's stuff that real people in the real world like Elon Musk are, are doing with like missions to Mars and things like that. Like. So, I mean, I don't think it's, like, all that that uh, all that all really nuts. Um, I, I just wonder about the idea of, like, a society like the Kree getting to this, uh, this this place where they have this supreme intelligence and they've, like, programmed this AI to to, to map everything out and, and tell them what the best organizational structure for the optimal society is. And I, I think that idea is, like, really cool as, as a real thing an alien civilization might have done that's you know, tens of thousands of years more advanced than we are in, in a place yeah. that we might end up getting to. So I, I think all of that's, like, really intriguing, to be honest. I really enjoy it from that perspective, I do. No, those are great yeah. points. Those are great points, Arch. And, I mean, honestly, um, look, um, I already said I had no I had no negativity or no, like, pessimism going into Captain Marvel at all. When I saw it the first time, I was very, like, optimistic about the whole thing. I knew nothing about Brie Larson and like really didn't know what to expect. Um, and I'll just be honest with you. I mean, um, I'm not playing favorites at all here. Like as, as like an old school Marvel, you know, fan and MCU fan, you know, Captain America is my favorite superhero, but I love Captain Marvel. I mean, I already said to Arch earlier before the show, I'm, I plan on buying some Captain Marvel merch just because I, I enjoy it. I bought it before. And giving it to like my family members as presents and stuff like that when I bought it. So like I like Captain Marvel, I do. Um, and I'm very optimistic for Captain Marvel too. I mean, Monica Rambeau's gonna be in it, you know. Like she was she was basically like the uh the dark horse of WandaVision. I mean, you know, she was the John Walker of WandaVision. Um, you know, so I mean if you know, if if you want to give John Walker that much credit, I did, I do. Um, but for me, I feel like um there were just times in the story where i kind of question a little bit this directing writing team that is actually going to be handling captain marvel 2 as well um i feel like the, the 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 script overall could have been a little better i feel like some of the dialogue is a little played out like a little flat um, I feel like they limited Samuel L. Jackson, or maybe he had to be limited a little bit. Like you said, Perry, like he was kind of like, you know, being like the, like, you know, minor league version of Samuel L. Jackson for like Bree or whatever, you know, I mean, like, I almost felt like he kind of had to like, uh, underact a little bit just to like make things flow with like Bree Larson, you know, like, um, that's the gist I got from him. Cause he's such a, like a a outspoken like extroverted kind of personality and i really feel like and this is where i want to go with the next question and next topic is basically they really wanted to have a 
like a lethal weapon, you know, like a buddy cop kind of dynamic between Samuel L. Jackson and Brie Larson in this film. That was what they were hoping would, would work for them. Um, same thing as like they they wanted in Sam and, and Bucky's, you know, in, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, which I think they kind of like, you know, somewhat pulled off. Um, so, I mean, what, would, what do you think, uh, Perry? I mean, what did you think of the dynamic or, or the the rapport or whatever you want to say between Brie and Captain Marvel and Samuel L. Jackson and, and Nick Fury in the film? I think it works sometimes and doesn't work other times. Like it, I don't know. I, it, I can't tell if, if it's some of the delivery. I think it what came down to it for me is when I'm watching it, it seemed like some of the delivery was a little bit forced going back and forth. Like not every time. And I think for, if you're looking at like the overall, it was like solid, but there was like a few lines where it just feels like it's a little like forced, like, um, or things that like are kind of like not as clever as I guess I like, it just didn't feel as clever as I think they intended. Like, when he asks her, like, well, how do I know you're not a scroll? And she just, like, shoots the jukebox. Like, I think they were looking for more of, like, a ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. But I didn't really feel that. I was just kind of like, oh, she could, like, I feel like that could have played out a little better. Because, and that's just, like, one example of a few different times that happen- that kind of thing happens where it just doesn't feel like it's like flowing right. Cause I think they had a hard time trying to figure out whether they wanted her to be the alien on the like wrong planet and doesn't know what's going on or like the person that knows what's going on at all times. And I couldn't tell kind of which way they were kind of pulling her a little bit um, at some points, because I think today I watched it and this was like the third time since it came out that I've watched it. Um, And so I was starting to notice like those little things where like when she shows up, the first thing she starts telling everybody is she's like, um, probably the, uh, Cree task force or fight force or whatever she calls it, like whatever she says, I can't remember. And like, that's an indication that, okay, this character is the, the alien from another planet role, you know, like that's, that's, that's what's kind of going on. Um, but then it feels like after like 10 minutes, She's our, she's like well acquainted, but, and I think that's because they were going in the direction like, oh, it's familiar to her and she's starting to like fill into it again, but they don't really give any indication that that's what's going on. They just kind of like assume that you're going to like feel that too. And I think it could have gone a long way for her to like have like a spike of memory or something. So that kind of like a uh, character movement feels a little smoother. Um, and like just it, it, so it was those kind of things that I think made those conversations sometimes a little weird because at some points she was like fully engaged and fully knew what was going on, like in terms of like what he was saying. And then there was other times where she'd say something that was like alien on the like the wrong planet kind of thing, like what's going on. And then they would happen like back and forth. 
And one, like she'd have one moment where she f- knew what was going on. And then the next like time it was kind of like, she was not sure what was going on. And I felt like if you're going to do that, you kind of have to show her progressing her memory. If that's the route you want to go in, or you have to fully commit to her not having that memory and feeling like an alien on the wrong planet. So I think that's kind of like those kind of things were kind of spotty to me a little bit, but it didn't ruin anything for me. It was just stuff that I've noticed like, now on the third time watching it that I'm starting to like kind of listen to a little bit, but um, I think it, I think it worked, but there were times where I was kind of like that didn't quite land. Like I think they wanted it to, you know, I think you're being nice, Perry Taylor (laughs) the relationship or or whatever, the friendship between Samuel L and uh, Brie. I think the dynamic worked for the most part. Um, Samuel L. Jackson, first of all, he he works he, he works great in everything, but he works especially great in that type of role where he is teamed up with somebody and they he can play off of the other other person. So he, you know, try and try and, and trying to be that other person with Samuel L. Jackson is not an not an easy task to, to live up to, to, to try to, you know, be at the same level that he's at. Good point. And and, yeah. I, and I'll be honest, you know. When I first heard that Brie Larson was was cast as Captain Marvel, my first thought was, who is Brie Larson? I had to look her up, and the only thing I'd ever seen her in was Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and I didn't even remember her in that. I love uh, that movie. And then I found out she had some dumb politics, but, you know, everyone in Hollywood has dumb politics, so I don't, I don't <laughs> worry about that. Um, but but I, was, I would say I was pleasantly surprised with her performance. It wasn't... First of all, let's just throw the whole not Oscar worthy out of this. Like you said before, these movies are not about Oscars. Oscars are for movies about gay black women slaves with AIDS. They're the only ones that get the Oscars. Nothing, nothing that anyone actually sees. Okay, nothing that anyone actually buys a ticket to see gets an Oscar. All right. So, but I think I think I think she, her performance stepped. She stepped up. I think she did a pretty good job as Captain Marvel. She wasn't my first choice. I had a couple people in mind that I would like to have seen play Captain Marvel, but. And this is something else I've always felt. Actors are actors. Directors make movies, right? And Marvel, I don't even remember the name of the director of this movie, but whoever it was did what Marvel directors always do, and that is raise their actors, make their actors do what needs to happen. I mean, Robert Downey Jr., no one could make him stay sober enough to do two movies in a row until they hired him at Marvel to be Iron Man, and he became the greatest hero in Hollywood. So Marvel just does that. It just raises up the talent and, and makes makes them do makes them makes them into these characters. Uh, so like I said, she had a tough job. You know, was it the greatest performance of all time? No, didn't expect it to be. But I think she did well. And I think you know, having to work with with Samuel L. Jackson and doing the you know the Lethal Weapon, the Tango and Cash, however, whichever you know, whichever movie you want to refer it to, the Buddy Cop movie, I think was really good. And, and, and it wasn't instantaneous either. I like that when they went to the, the military base, he was actually trying to double cross her at one point. He was just trying to stall her until the other S.H.I.E.L.D. guys got there. And it was only when he realized his boss was a scroll that he said, wait a minute, I need to switch sides and get over with her because, he, you know, these scrolls are, are a big threat. They've taken out my boss. I don't know if he's alive or not. Um, so, again, the, the dynamic wasn't, wasn't instantaneous. It had to develop over time. And of course, by the time that they were, you know, flying the, the Quinjet into the, the uh, prototype Quinjet, which I thought was really cool, that mm-hmm. they, they flew into space, 
um, the, the trust, the mutual trust had, uh, had blossomed at that point. So overall, I think the dynamic worked. Great comment, Taylor. That was great, man. Honestly, but the first part of that, like you really raised some really good points there, man. Um, cyber. I, I can't wait to hear what you have to say about this. Uh, I mean, it's, it's basically like I was saying before. I mean, you know, we, we've already mentioned that, you know, Brie Larson isn't the greatest actress. There are definitely other people that could have played Captain Marvel, most definitely. But in a whole, like I said before, the movie itself is a good addition to the MCU. Uh, I thought there was a lot of great points in this film that were just fun. I thought there were some good, funny lines. The cameo of Stan Lee in this film was fantastic, especially him reading the Mallrats script. Yeah. That was freaking fantastic. Yes. Um, I mean, that, hands down right there, was a great 90s nostalgia uh, you know, piece of information there to really give it the 90s flair. My girlfriend uh, had a Mallrats poster above her bed. Yeah, back in the day, and, you, know, <laughs> you can't see it, but I've got the movie right, right, right below me, right here. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, like Taylor was saying, you know, Samuel Jackson, he's great in everything, and one of the one of the greatest scenes in this film, I think, is the scene where the Dead Scroll is laying on the the operation table there, and Ben Mendelsohn and him are looking at it. That scene where he actually looks, take picks Samuel Jackson picks up the thing and looks down to see the scrolls private parts <laughs> that was all a actually improvised by Samuel Jackson. Yeah. And the reaction on Ben Mendelsohn's face was actually all like he didn't realize that Samuel Jackson was going to do that. So that whole scene was really well done. And you would have never guessed that was all improv there because they both did so well. And I think they picked a really good cast for this film. It's scooting Brie Larson. You know, I'm sorry. I still don't think she's Captain Marvel, but, I still think it was such a great cast, giving us a younger version of Nick Fury, getting a little bit more information about who he is and how he became the Nick Fury we know, and kind of that you know kind of back, you know backstory and showing what happened to his eye, um, and then I think absolutely one of the other my one of my other favorite things about this film was the was the fork and the cat. The cat was absolutely hilarious, goose. I, I mean, there was a lot of CGI used to make him do certain things, but how Samuel Jackson acted around the cat was so sticking hilarious. And what, as soon as he finds out that he was like some kind of alien thing that could swallow him whole, that was priceless, that scene. And I, I thought that, you know, bringing this cat, this goose cat, was a great addition to that film, too. So those two things are probably the biggest reasons why I enjoyed the film as much as I did. It's because of Samuel Jackson and that cat. And I think that without those two, even though, even just Samuel Jackson, if they didn't have him in the film, I don't think it would have done as well uh, if, it had, if he hadn't been in it. And so I think he really is the reason why the movie is as good as it is. Well, if they just would have replaced Brie Larson with the cat to work with Samuel L. Jackson... I think it would have been an Oscar-worthy movie. There we go. You know, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Arch, um, listen, man, I'm just going to tell you right now. Um, and I've already talked to Perry about this, and, like, I'm sure Cyber agrees with me, too. I think they miscast this role. Like, I think that Brie Larson was not meant to play Captain Marvel. I think they could have put a different actress in that role, and, and they could she could have played it 
and done more with it than she did. But saying with that said and everything, I still very much want to hear what you have to say about the whole dynamic with Samuel L and Brie, Captain Marvel during the film. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, I guess I'll start off with Brie. Now, first of all, I just want to preface this by saying I don't care what any actor or actress does in their personal lives or says in their personal lives. Don't give a shit. I really don't. So I'm not supporting or condemning anything she's ever said. I don't care. It's irrelevant. I don't care. I just watch the films. So just with that said, I really enjoyed what she did here. And I know that that is a little contrary to probably how you guys felt, but I just want to like back that up a little bit. So I think she hits like an extremely wide range here. Like, and I, I don't feel that that gets talked about enough. Like, but you've got scenes like where she's dealing with Monica, where she's obviously extremely emotional about her past and they're having this very personal bonding moment. And you've got scenes where uh, she's like, being very like extremely sarcastic, maybe with, uh, um, you know, some of the Cree. Like you've got scenes where she's, uh, being, you know, very serious about what she's doing and very focused, like, during the chase scene, perhaps. Um, I, I just think she, like, hits, like, a pretty wide range here, so I, I don't see anything to, to even, really even nitpick about this. I, I really enjoy her performance. Now, I, I mean, could somebody else have done better? I don't know. Like, I, I don't really care, because she's who we've got, and I'm not going to, like, you know, spend a lot of time, like, watching this movie going, oh, man, I really wish they would cast X person, because... The X person isn't doing it. It's Brie, and and I liked her performance, so that's all there is to it for me. But um, in terms of, of of how she got along with with Sam, I I, like, I love the progression of the of the story. I like how they first met, and Sam thinks she's just like totally cuckoo, and and and, and Brie's being completely dismissive of him because she knows that he doesn't have a clue about what's really going on in space, right? He's just kind of some dumb beat cop at that point, or at least that's what she perceives him as. But, uh, you know, they, he gets in that chase scene, he sees an alien for the first time, and, you know, if, if it were me, I'd be like, all right, I'll listen to this chick and see what she has to say. <laughs> like, so, uh, you know, that's that's kind of like the start of their bonding, and um, a, as things get more serious and then as they start to work together as a team, it, it, it kind of picks up a little bit. I mean, even in that scene, I mentioned that scene earlier where she's, uh, you know, she discovers the picture of herself um, in the file room. Like, it's not like she confesses that to him right away. She doesn't have that level of trust with him just yet. She she would have done so later. But I, I think it's it's very natural how they sort of grew together, especially by the end that they have this bond of trust that she gives them this modified beeper to be able to call her um, because you know she doesn't she has a connection to Earth that she's willing to come and defend it, but it's not her top priority. She's more interested in ending the Kree Scroll War or whatever the heck has been going on out there, um, but yeah, no, I thought they felt very natural together. I love Nick as uh, you can see this budding leadership with him, but he's still, you know, not the hard-boiled Nick Fury that we've come to know twenty years later. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I thought all of, all of it was really fun. I really enjoyed. It. Hey, you know what, Arch? I mean, look at the end of the day. You know, it's nice to have contrast. It's nice to like, you know, have different opinions on everything. And at the end of the day, I mean, look, um, you know, uh, there's parts of the movie that I like too. But overall, for me, I guess where I'm at with it is just that I felt like, and I'm not saying that Brie Larson is a terrible actress or anything. Like, I haven't seen a, a lot of her other work, so I don't know. Like, maybe she's a great dramatic actress. But for me, I felt like in Captain Marvel, she was very flat and like very limited. Her range was very limited. Like I felt like I felt like she was she had the same facial expression throughout the entire film. 
I can't see that. I've heard a lot of people say that, so I don't want to just dismiss you outright because I've heard a lot of people say that, but I watched this film and and I I go and I see her being snarky. I see her being sarcastic. I see her being, I see her crying. I see her being overjoyed. I see a lot of different emotions here. And I I don't, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just don't really get that because when I watch it, I see a a ton of rage. I really do. So I, I don't get that. Cyber. It's very much. It's very much what it is. Is it's a very one note. She might show those expressions, but at the same time, with how she delivers them, it what it is is it's all one note. It we don't see a huge range of difference between that, and so that one note, even though she might seem like she's excited or that she's uh, sad or she's like being snarky, still how she delivers it, it's all very similar. You know what I mean? It's not like we don't see it. It's just it's all very similar in how she presents it. That's what we're talking about. And even though she seems to, you know, seem that level of like just that same one note going across, she still it just doesn't seem like it would be that's what an Oscar worthy actress would give. You know what I mean? If like say if they put Meryl Streep in the role or if they put, you know, Glenn Close or somebody that's of that actual you know, Oscar calibration that's won an Oscar that has deserved it, th- that you would see a difference. You could see, like, that snarky, that innocence, that sad. You would see a big difference in wh- how we see Brie Larson. It has nothing to do with what, you know, her social media, whatever she's talking about on the side or anything like that. It just has to do with her actual acting, just seems like one flat note. Taylor, okay. Taylor, what do you think? I mostly agree with Arch on this, but I also I get what Cyber's saying. I don't know. Maybe it was intentional. The uh, you know the the somewhat one note. You got to remember she she's been brainwashed to be a Cree warrior, all right, um, and a leader at that. Um, so showing emotion, showing too much emotion, um, is not a good idea if you're leading guys into combat and things like that. So I think that might have been a factor in in her. I think also just that he was just trying to establish that was that was Carol Danvers' personality. She's a fighter pilot, even yeah. before the Cree brainwashed her. Um, I think her best her best acting scene was the scene at the end, and I um, where she was like at, at the low point, and she was losing, and she was the AI was telling her, you know, it's over, we've got you, you're coming back, and it's just before she pulls the uh, inhibitor ship or whatever that thing in in her neck is that was preventing her from actually using her power and was controlling her, just before she pulls that out. I think she showed a lot of emotion. In that scene, and of course, they did the flashbacks when she was a girl and getting knocked down and getting back up, which was kind of like the Captain America: "I can do this all day. I'm going to keep trying, mm-hmm. no matter how many times you you knock me down." Uh, sort of reference, but I think that was her best scene. And again, you know, yeah, okay, it's not she's not Meryl Streep. Okay, no, no, <laughs> no kidding there. But this is a superhero sci-fi action movie. Uh, acting, and this may be controversial, acting is not always the most important thing in that type of movie. Ask Arnold Schwarzenegger, like we talked about. Hey, earlier. you're right. <laughs> yeah. I just got done doing a review of, um, uh, uh, what is it called, uh, Without Remorse or whatever, the Tom Clancy movie. Yes. Um, and I'll tell you right now, you got to suspend some serious belief through that film. Like, yeah. I'm telling you, like, if you want to, like, believe it or, like, you know, take it seriously. But, um, Okay, hold on one minute. I'm going to play some clips. So just give me one second. I'm still trying to figure out Restream completely. 
while you're doing that, remember the best part of this movie was the opening logo with all the Stan Lee clips. Mm-hmm. Because he had just passed away. Yeah. They gave me the wrong impression. It's the energy core. Where is it? Pararescue's on the way. You have two minutes until you're surrounded. I see no reason to prolong this conversation. No, wait! You mean that energy core? Hold your fire. There's nothing left. The core has been destroyed. Okay. We know they take her. Hey, Jeff. I don't think the uh, video was showing on... It doesn't show? No. Did it's you do the uh, did you do the share screen or did you do something else? Yeah, I'm on a share screen. Hmm. Because it worked last time when I because I, I have the live stream pulled up. Oh, okay. It didn't it yeah, it didn't work that time for some reason. <laughs> well that's great. <laughs> it happens. Technology, man. It's fantastic. <laughs> okay. Tell me if this works. Tell me if you feel this. Uh, there we go. Now we're talking. Yep. And now it's moving. Oh. <laughs> you got burned. Nerve. There you go, Brady. Hey, in a hurry? I don't think that uh lunchbox is vintage anymore. Okay. <laughs> 
Okay. That's pretty dope. <laughs> I will say so many people complained about, like, I saw so much complaining about that song, like, Just a Girl th- by No Doubt oh, being the fight song. And I, I was like, that song. I was like, No Doubt kicks ass. I was like, Who's no Doubt's the bomb. <laughs> yeah, I was like, Who's complaining about that shit? I was like, Come on, man. I was like, I was like, this is a movie about like her taking her like power back, and I'm like, come on! I was like, get into it, feel it. Come on, Perry, tell me. Oh you, my god! Hey, is this visual? Hey, I during that scene, I felt just like a girl. You know, that's that's how into it I was. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Can you guys see this? No, can't see that. Not no. see anything. Not seeing anything. Okay. Sorry, folks. I'm learning how to use Restream. Seems like your time on C53 jogged the old memory. I can hear it. For the record, I love this song. Mm-hmm. I do too. I will say, rock and roll would not be the same if the Foo Fighters never existed. But wait, let me tell you, let me tell you why the way things happened, there would be no Foo Fighters if Nirvana never broke up. I'm not saying that I wish Kurt Cobain was like dead, but I'm just saying, (laughs) you know what I mean? I'm not saying I, I yeah, I don't want Kurt Cobain to be dead. I love Kurt Cobain. Right. I love Nirvana. But the Foo Fighters never got together. Oh, be awful. The Nirvana acoustic (laughs) MTV unplugged is like a masterpiece. Oh, yeah. It's incredible. Just shows how talented Kurt Cobain was. Mm -hmm. That could play guitar and sing. But he was a tortured soul. There's that same expression. Yeah, but then I'd be sleeping. <laughs> I had a terrible nightmare. Are you sure you're not about to cry? I slipped. I can't tell. <laughs> Jude Law. Jeff, awesome. you, Jeff, you really, you really don't like her. <laughs> no, I have no personal issue with Brie Larson it's just that <laughs> I'm not like marveled over like her performance um, everything that I knew was a lie now you understand what there, drum. What do I understand now young drum killed Marvell he killed her because she found out that she was on the wrong side this scene was just playing on my TV no your people are terrorists. He did a good job with the spells. I saw the ruins on Torfa. Ruins that they accused us are responsible for. My people lived as refugees on Torfa, homeless, ever since we resisted Greenwood and they got away. Nine Inch Nails was very 90s. Very. 
Lord, next. Trent Reznor. Help me finish what I've done. He's actually done a lot of music for Disney lately. Okay. I love, I, I really do like Ben Mendelsohn. Oh, in the movie. I fell in love with him the first time I saw him in a movie. Vertical Limit, 2000. Okay. So, I knew he was going to be great. Okay, pushing reset on this. So, I mean, look, I just wanted to play some clips just to kind of break up the monogamy a little bit and whatnot. And, like, look, I mean, again, mahogany? The, the monogamy. Mahogany? Please. Monotony? Are you talking about marriage? <laughs> Pardon me. Pardon me. Thank you, Barry. Thank you for I didn't realize we were in America. I, there are five of us here. I'll just, you know, are, are, are we Mormons? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know what? I'm sorry. It was Ori. She 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 hit me up on the side chat and like you know said that if I pretended I was Pan or whatever, like I could uh, you know whatever. Anyway, there's um, no one watching this, right? <laughs> there's nobody watching. This is not for kids. <laughs> You do. No kids, baby. I think he met monotony. Yes, something like that. <laughs> Anyways, so, all right. Arch, I know that you feel pretty positive about the movie. What is your take on the directing and the story writing? Directing and story writing. Uh, well, I, I kind of touched on story writing a little bit earlier with, I, I thought there were, I thought there was some like really key moments of, of character development. Like really anytime Bree is talking to, why am I, I don't know. I can't remember why I'm forgetting Jude Law's character name, which is terrible to me, but, uh, basically anytime she's talking to, to Jude Law, um, it, it's, it's like another step in her, in her character development, which I thought, I thought was all great. Um, and since she's the key character to me, that's the, that's the kind of key concept. Um, but I, I think they, they progress the whole thing in terms of, of her recognizing what's really going on and then making decision on what to do about it pretty nicely. I, I thought, I thought, uh, I thought the scrolls were, were done really well in terms of, uh, oh, yeah. uh, of how they appeared and, and, and their, their, their abilities and, and their motivations. I thought it was cool to kind of have this, this group of scrolls who were just seeking a peaceful existence. And I, you know what? I remember after this film came out, people were like, Oh, scrolls are all the good guys now. And you're like, well, I mean, it's like, you know, you can't, you don't know that. And you don't know that yeah. they're extended circumstances and, right. and that like, they'll never have like a secret invasion. By the way, we've got a secret invasion show coming up. So whoever said That's that right. you were wrong. So we'll be covering uh, it. Yeah. I, yeah, no, I, so I, I can't wait to see how that, 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 uh, that takes place, but like like the little moments where where like you uh, there was a couple, a couple of key moments that we haven't really even talked about, but like uh, you know he's defending his daughter uh, right and the scroll um, and he has that moment where he says cover her eyes, but she sees him shoot somebody and that makes me wonder like you know does that you know does, this is a major traumatic childhood moment it just makes me wonder like if she takes that and carries it further. At some point, there's a famous scroll queen who later becomes a major villain. I'm wondering if she maybe is behind Secret Invasion coming up. I don't know that. I'm just guessing. But 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 stuff like that, I think, is really cool. Um, the uh, let's. I had something else in mind, but I'm, I'm 
probably letting it escape me right now. But uh, overall, I just enjoyed the flow of the story. I mean, I, there's nothing else I can really say about it. I mean, so here's a little thing about me and, and, and the MCU films. I, I enjoy all of them. I mean, there, there's a few I would put on, on on a higher pedestal and I think are really, truly great. Like, uh, I, I can't list them all, but, uh, you know, Winter Soldier. They're, they're ones you would know. Winter Soldier, in, Infinity War, Endgame, um, uh, the, the original Avengers movie, Guardians of the Galaxy, um, Ant-Man was an amazing theater experience for me. Um, Black Panther was was huge. There's a whole bunch of them that I would say are, are the best for their own individual reason. Uh, but I find this one really enjoyable. I mean, it's not one of the ones that I would think was like like a contender for the best film in the series, but I think they're all good or or better than that. So I think this one's really enjoyable. It's, that's about all I've got for it. I think it flows well. It's, it's fun. I like all the characters. I think it's great. Well, just to be clear, as far as like what I think, of, like how I value your opinion on the movie, Arch, you better believe the MCU's bleeding edge is going to have you back for all of those freaking awesome movies you just listed, like the original Avengers and Infinity War and like all of it. Anytime. And you'll be back. Anytime. So, anyways, so, okay. What, I mean, what do you think, like, Cyber, I mean, as far as the directing goes, as far as the story goes, the the script, what could have changed? What could have been different? I mean, all in all, I thought it was decently written. I thought it was decently directed. Uh, I thought in a whole, like I said, it was a great film. Uh, and I thought that the direction that they took Captain Marvel in to kind of give us a, you know, kind of an intro into the character for, you know, the first live action version of her was a decent job. I mean, you know, with any character or any movie, you can always change so many different things because each person has their own valued opinion. We all have our opinions, how it should go, how it should be, and etc. You know, you can't, you're not going to change people because people are who they are. Uh, so... It all comes down to what you enjoy, and if you enjoyed it, great. You know, if you didn't enjoy it, I'm sorry, you didn't enjoy it. You know, and uh, you know, like getting back to just talking about the the writing, I thought the writing was decent. I thought that you know uh, the two directors on this did a really great job. I was really shocked by it when I went and saw it in theaters. I was really impressed with their directing, their writing, and where they took it. Uh, you know, the only exception, you know, I just didn't care too much for Brie Larson. That's the only thing I didn't care for for the movie. I love Talos, Ben Mendelsohn. I thought he was fantastic as the character. I love the direction they took the scrolls in, just to kind of introduce us to the scrolls. You know, just like what, you know, many of us have talked about, you know, we don't know if they're fully good. We just know that they're an alien race that's trying to do what they need to do to survive. And... So we never know, you know, we could see an alien evasion, an evasion, you know, they could become bad. Who knows? But I thought that the direction they took him in in the film was really well done. And also, I, like I said, Salem Jackson just did this whole movie for me. His performance, hands down, was my all-time favorite, along with the cat. You know, people are probably going to be like, you're crazy that you like the cat that much, but I did. I thought the cat was a great showstopper in this film, and I thought he was a great... Uh, introducing to another alien creature that we hadn't seen in a Marvel film before, uh, you know, a Florican. That was really cool to see this, like, do they only come in cats? Or, you know, we don't know that. We just know that this particular, you know, character was a cat. And Goose, I thought, was one of my favorite things about the film. So, all in all, it was a decent film, well-written, well-directed, and just all around uh, a decent flick. All right. Most definitely, Cyber. Taylor. Your thoughts? 
Yeah, just to, to talk, I, I agree with Arch and Cyber. Uh, it was well-directed, well-written. And just um, one, of the, one of the aspects of the writing is, of course, the connection to the overall uh, MCU. And there was a lot of them in there. We saw two characters from Guardians of the Galaxy, Ron Ronan the Accuser, and I forget his name, but the Kree soldier that was on, on her team that was the one who captured Star-Lord at the beginning of, of Guardians of the Galaxy. Korath. Korath, yeah. Yes, thank you. Uh, we also had Coulson, of course. We yeah. had um, future future stuff with, of course, Monica, Monica Rambeau, who we, we now all know from WandaVision. And the other thing, is, as everyone else mentioned, um, the, the way they went with the scrolls was, was brilliant. Okay, they were, they were people. They were multi-dimensional characters. They weren't, you know, like so many aliens are. You know, they all have the same personality. They're drones. They all, they all act the same. They all talk the same way. Um, these were these were individuals. Um, ben Mendelsohn was was incredible. He had a sense of humor. Um, <laughs> One of the best scenes is when he finds out that the Tesseract has been in orbit the whole time and he looks looks to his, his partner and he's like, was that so hard? I mean, you're my science guy. <laughs> he just goes. <laughs> but yeah, overall, just brilliant. I, I, I think the, 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 the story for me, it was just a little period and I'm really nitpicking at this point, but I want to be as balanced as I can. There was a little period about two thirds of the way movie through the movie where it dragged a little bit. It seemed to get okay. Bigger. Thank you, sir. I appreciate that. That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> but then it then it picked back up quickly. It was not a major major stumble, but you know that's why I agree. I agree with Arch. The movies that he all mentioned that he mentioned was you know, those are all ten out of tens for me. This one's a nine out of ten, and there's only two movies in the MCU that are eight out of ten for me. Everything else is either a nine or a ten. So this is right right in there. It's a it's a great movie. So how do you feel about Captain Marvel 2, Taylor? Just to be quick, like what are your thoughts going the into Marvels, Captain The Marvels, yes. Um, I, I mean, I, I'm always excited to see what the MCU is going to do. I, I, liked, I liked the Monica Rambeau character in WandaVision. I loved WandaVision in general. The, movie, the whole show was incredible. Uh, and I liked her character a lot. Um, I'm a little bit nervous about Ms. Marvel. Okay, I'm not real familiar with the character. I've seen her in a couple of cartoons. I think that's a hard character to pull off, but if anyone can do it, I'm sure Marvel will, will figure it out. And uh, seeing that team up, I like team up movies with superheroes, and these are all going to be superheroes that we've seen before. Um, so that's a good thing. You don't have to introduce someone in the, in the movie. Everyone, we're already, already going to know everybody at that point. So I, I'm excited to see where they go with it. Well, that's a great point. I'm really glad, Taylor, that you mentioned Miss Marvel because we haven't talked about Miss Marvel really at all. And I mean, it, it is kind of an unknown situation in terms of what we're going to end up with with Disney Plus show. Um, but again, just like you said, Taylor, I I believe in Marvel Studios. I I believe in uh, you know have faith in Kevin Feige. So I'm sure whatever they end up doing, I'm sure we'll like Miss Marvel. I don't think it'll be a bad series, um, you know, uh, but, you know, Perry, um, you know, what are your, what are your thoughts, um, you know, with, for you, like, what are your thoughts on Captain Marvel too? Like, I mean, are you optimistic? Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it just depends on which, which way they kind of play it. Um, 
from what it seems like, it's going to be more of a grounded situation um, with Miss Marvel being like a teenager. Um, and uh, like Taylor was saying, the only time I've ever really seen her and stuff is a few of the like cartoons and uh, the Marvel Avengers video game that just came out. They, she was like kind of front and center in terms of being a main component to that, that story, which the story was fun. I could go on a whole rant about that video game. It's, it's a mess, but, um, <laughs> uh, I digress. Yeah, I digress. Um, but I'm, 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 I'm optimistic. Cause like we're saying, like the hat man, Kevin Feige, he is, he's an evil genius. He knows how to play us like a fiddle. Um, so I, I'm very, I'm, I'm sure it'll be a good series. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, we talked about where we, we, we enjoyed it. We thought it was really good, but it felt like kind of by the books for Marvel. And even if it's like that, that's totally fine. You know, not every, not every movie in the, this whole expansive universe is going to be like mind bending and changing. Like WandaVision really like shook things up, which was cool. And Falcon and the Winter Soldier kind of went back to their roots on what was good about Marvel when they first started. You know, it felt grounded. It felt in the real world, uh, which was cool, too. And in uh, Miss Marvel, I think, is going to play in between there. Um, so I, I, I think it'll be good. I'm excited to see what they do with it. Um, can't wait for that first trailer to drop. I don't know when they're going to do that. But um, I think it'll be... Uh, I'm optimistic as usual about like the future Marvel stuff, but Miss Marvel is an interesting character because she's she's really new in terms of when she was when she was first written into the comics. She's she's pretty new, so there's a lot of stuff that they can either make up and like play around with, um, or they can stick to what was created. I think she started in the early 2000s at the earliest. So yeah. it's not even, hasn't even been 20 years. So, um, so it's interesting. They've got, it's kind of like a kind of a sandbox for them at this point with Miss Marvel. Well, I mean, we, we all loved WandaVision without question. I mean, we did like, uh, you know, cyber loved WandaVision. Perry loved WandaVision. I love WandaVision. I mean, I could watch WandaVision again tomorrow and like, I'd be happy with it to be honest with you. I thought it was great. Um, I think that when it's all said and done in the long run, people are going to appreciate WandaVision a lot more than they do maybe now, to be honest with you. But, um, yes. you know, as far as talking to the Winter Soldier goes, uh, you know, I mean, I, like, don't get me wrong. I'm really happy that we have a new Captain America. I am. I don't give a shit, you know, who it is. Sam Wilson as Captain America works for me. I've been I've been pumped to see Sam as Captain America ever since I saw Endgame. I was excited from jump. Yep. Um, but you know, honestly, what I wanted to kind of do at this point was to bring up the actual Rotten Tomatoes reviews and kind of just get some of you guys' opinions on these reviews and see like, you know, where where we match with them and like what your thoughts are on them. Um, so if you'll give me one second, I'll pull them up. While you're doing that, I just wanted to give Taylor himself a, a quick plug. And if you ever 
not to give our show a plug, but if you ever watch any of our reviews, Taylor has some fantastic WandaVision trivia, like little details about uh, Arch. Take as much time as you want. Go ahead, man. No, no, no. Go I'm ahead. Just, no, I'm just saying, like, so Taylor, Taylor in our reviews of WandaVision brought up some insanely good details about, like, references to old classic TV shows they made, stuff I would never know about. So, uh, I mean, check those out. It's, like, really cool little little details about the sets and things they say and actors and that, just stuff like that that's, like, like, really cool that kind of, oh, really? Oh, that's kind of, it, it'll help you appreciate the show, I think, a lot, a lot more. It, it's it's really awesome. Kind of good little Thank you might appreciate this. Uh, Perry and I were actually talking earlier this evening about doing a like a re-review of Wandavision sometime in the near future, you know, and just kind of like getting together as a collaboration and doing our takes on Wandavision now that we've had more time to kind of like digest the whole thing, you know. Yep. So I mean, my my point being, like, I, that I plan on getting Taylor involved on that. So you should do it. I highly recommend it. Yeah, I'm it, always ready to talk about Wandavision. <laughs> That's a good choice. I I think it was a better series than Falcon and the Winter Soldier. It was. It's really. It's really. What did you What did you think, Arch? Did you Did you feel like I what, we're, I feel like Wandavision was better than Falcon and the Winter Soldier? What were your thoughts? I I don't do a lot of better and worse stuff, but like I think it's I think it's great. I think it's I think it's fantastically written. I think they do a great job of 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 balancing like having fun with the concept and and working the concept of of this TV thing into her backstory and to how it fits uh, in in the magic world and to how you know the, the the concept of it being a television show works on like a bunch of different layers, and I I think they do a a, a wonderful job implementing that and making it making it, it, it exciting and enjoyable and meaningful in, in a lot of different ways. Awesome. Great take. Yeah. All right. Okay, here we go. First Rotten Tomatoes review, and I'm going to go to Cyber with my first impression on this. The chemistry between Larson and Lynch propels the last half of the movie. Lynch brings depth, love, and believability to Maria. Okay, well, what do you think, Cyber? Is that like within the realm of like reality, or I honestly, that portion of the film was what I found dragged in Captain Marvel was that whole going back to that relationship thing with Monica Rambo, um, and or her mother, uh, and I mean, I guess you could say they had sort of a chemistry. I would say partially, I agree with that. Uh, but I didn't see it as anything fantastic or anything really appealing. Uh, I mean, it was basic, I thought. And uh, so I would have to say I don't fully agree with that. But at the same time, I, that was one of the parts that really kind of I thought was slow. and was unnecessary for the story, uh, for the film to progress. And so I, I just, you know, I thought that there was nothing, anything special there. I thought it was just pretty much just a basic conversation you know, where have you been? You haven't, you know, why didn't you tell us you were missing? You know, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it was pretty basic, I thought. Yeah, I mean, I have to, like, agree with you and, and just be honest and say that I think that whoever wrote that review was delusional. Um, but, you know, here's the next one. Captain Marvel has things going for it that elevate it a bit above the pack and provide more cultural oomph and import but despite that, this is also a Marvel movie that feels like another Marvel movie. 
Uh, Taylor? Well, I, the person who wrote that is an idiot. Right? Um, not because anything they said was wrong, but because what they want to hear. say anything at all. That was a bunch of words that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> Excellent. That's perfect. All right. Harry, you ready? I was born ready. Let's go. I like this character and I like this movie. Bree, parentheses Larson, is square jawed badass. Perfect quote. So, <laughs> Don't laugh, Harry. So. I. <laughs> My whole thing with Brie Larson, me not like necessarily like getting too into her being Captain Marvel is mostly just like that presence, you know, like I think she's like a good actress and I think she does a good job. But when it became like, like, you know, like strike the hero pose in a, so to speak, I don't know if that even makes any sense. It just didn't, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It just, it, didn't flow. <laughs> it, it doesn't, it, it like, I don't know if she has that presence that like, I feel like they've, they've casted every other person like really well. And I just, if for some reason hers just like her, I, it, I guess the only word is like presence for me, like her, like I, she delivers the lines. She does the acting like, it has nothing to do with like her skill. It's, it's just, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Like the hero pose just with her, it just doesn't work for me for some reason. I don't know why. Cause like, thank you, Taylor. You just yeah. killed my libido for the night, brother. <laughs> um, I don't know why, because like, I don't know, you know, it, it just, it just doesn't, it just didn't fit for me. But like I like because I I enjoy her throughout the movie mostly. There's a few things that I'm like, yeah. But that's with everything. Like you always have those parts where you're like, oh, that could have been better. That could have been worse. Whatever. Um, but I don't know. Like when she's being the hero, I I'm not I'm not buying into it as much. And I'm not saying that as like uh as like I'm not I'm trying not to. But it's it's more of that like when it's happening. I'm like trying to like, like get into it, but it just, I'm not connecting with her on that. Like, I don't know no. why, you know? No. And it's I, not, I, mean, I don't I'm think with, it's her I, fault. I don't think it's my fault. I just think me and her just aren't compatible in terms of like hero and viewer relationship at this point. No, I mean, I I'm, getting, I'm getting what Ori's <laughs> problem was earlier because like, honestly, I couldn't connect with like Brie Larson as Captain Marvel on any like level as a biological male with her being a female. Like I just like didn't feel any need to see anything beyond what was under like the uniform. You know what I'm saying? Like that 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 didn't even, it just there was no connectivity there for me. Watch your home, Jimmy Fallon. Just that's it. But you know, typically as a male, I, I have that vibe going with women. But like with Brie Larson, I just like I don't know. I mean. There's just no, you know, there's no spark. So I mean, um, maybe it, maybe her acting is so great that like it's beyond sexual. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know, but like anyway. Uh, so back to the reviews. Arch, Captain Marvel is a film you should be proud to let your children watch. 
it will inspire them to understand there should be no limits on what women can achieve. Uh, <laughs> right. So I, 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 so here's the thing. I, 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 I don't understand reviews like this because like, I, I, is that a thing? Like, are, are people, I, I don't understand that, that, that being a thing people are worried about. I mean, I, I you know what, here's the thing. If, if, they, if it inspires you in that way, great. I, I, I really support you. That's, that's awesome. awesome. I just don't understand it because like, I mean, Sigourney Weaver was playing a major lead back in like, what is it? Like the eighties or something like that. So I don't, I, I don't know why this is something people feel like they need to be inspired for, but okay, fine. Like, uh, that's great. Anyway, uh, like I, I just, I just look at her as a, like a great character, like you know, like, like Hope Van Dyne or Wanda Maximoff or any of these other ones, and I, I, I think she's a great character. So I, I, I don't think there's any more to it than that. I don't think there's any, any more inspirational than that. I think she's great. I think, I think Wanda's great. I think Hope's great. I think um, Maria Hill Scarlett is great. Jones. Yeah, Scarlett yeah, Johansson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Black uh, Yeah, I think uh, Scarlett Johansson's great. I think Okoye. Uh, yeah, Okoye, yeah, keep them coming. Uh, I think all of these Gamora. characters. Yeah, yeah, Atlantis, I think all of them are great, so I don't, I don't see the real difference. Yeah. There's no shortage of female heroes in, in our culture, I don't know yeah, why. No, I think, like it's a, a new thing. There's a ton of them. Like, I, I mentioned Sigourney Weaver because I really love the Alien films, and I always liked Ellen Ripley. I think she, she was great, and that film's been out for decades. It's not like it's a real new phenomenon, um, at least in the the way I said, so I don't I don't see anything new about it. But um, I mean, Underworld. I really love Kate Beckinsale in Underworld. I thought that was it. Oh yes, most story. definitely, without question. Yeah, I don't know what you think, Cyber, but Kate Beckinsale in Underworld just straight up excellent. Yeah, I enjoyed yeah. the whole series. I liked them all. I thought they were all fun, entertaining, yeah. and I mean, who doesn't want to watch Kate Beckinsale kick some ass? You know, I, I do. <laughs> I yeah, mean, she exactly. was believable in Underworld, the first one. Like, she was believable. You could believe her kicking ass. Right, right. Like, her, her facial expressions were believable to me, I guess. But Cyber, lacking a unifying vision and a charismatic star performance, this film is less a big screen comic than a patchwork quilt. <laughs> a patchwork quilt, huh? Um, I mean, I... I that's just that's kind of a dumb like trying to correlate it to a patchwork quilt i don't know how that works but uh i mean yes i mean every movie has its lackluster moments it, it you know it's not going to please every single person and that's just that's because everyone's subjective to their own opinion and so i mean that person definitely didn't care for the film that you know and i can see why some people might not like it I can see why a lot of people would love it. Uh, but at the same time, I think that they are crazy. It, I mean, it wasn't horribly written. It wasn't horribly directed. Uh, it wasn't a masterpiece, but still, it was at least an enjoyable and entertaining film. So, yeah, I mean, that person definitely uh, needs to rewatch it. Hey, it made, it made over a billion dollars, yeah. I mean, in the box office. So, you know, that's got to mean something. Yeah. You know? Uh, all right. Arch. Good Marvel formula with some genuinely surprising twists and strong action, but a familiar groove nonetheless. 
there isn't a Marvel formula. I don't know what anybody ever means by that. Like, if I mean, if you can tell me that Black Panther is the same as Infinity War, as as the same as Guardians of the Galaxy, is the same as the Winter Soldier, I don't know what you're talking about because those are those are really different films. But so I I just think uh, I just think it it uh, it works. Uh, I, I I think you know it's it's actually not that action heavy, which. Uh, leads me to something Cyber said earlier, um, which I, is is about the sequel, and I think the sequel here has a chance of being as different as any other film in the in the series from its original movie. Um, perhaps even more different than, let's say, like the Winter Soldier was from the first Avenger. So I, I think it has a chance to, to to really grow and just be something different and and, and interesting. And I, I don't I don't know where they're going with it. I don't want to guess. I mean, it could be like a massive action heavy space epic it could be something like really more introspective in terms of like how miss marvel and then her relationship with uh monica to work out it's probably all of that actually but um uh where did i start with this i forgot um no i i just i just think this 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 film uh uh really yeah, right yeah exactly uh, I, I just think this film really worked and i thought uh i i i think they go a lot of different places with it so we'll see Okay. Harry, what did you want to say? Oh, I was just going to say what people usually mean when they say Marvel formula is like, is more towards like the origin stories, how they kind of run the same beats a little bit where like the bad guy is always like the friend in the beginning, but it has an evil plot behind the scenes. Like it was like, it's like Iron Man, Thor, Captain Marvel, uh, Ant-Man, like they all have that same kind of like those beats. They're all different because the story is different. The characters are different, but I, I think it's, I think it's like an annoying like comment, but that's what, that's what usually people are like talking about. But. There are some similar things with the, the va- I mean, they've got like what, 24 films and some shows and stuff now. So, but right. I mean, that does happen, but there's other differences like uh, Guardians oh, of the yeah. doesn't play out like yeah. that where, the first right. one, like, it's not like Rodin was ever a friend of theirs. It's more about the team. <laughs> or, right. or, or like Iron Man 2. It's not like Whiplash was like best buddies with, with Tony Stark. He came after him immediately. Yeah. Tons of different different types of things they set up. Yeah, people are just annoying. Right. <laughs> that's that's what I usually just I, I usually just go, yeah, no, no, whatever, man. Especially <laughs> critic. Yeah. Because they have to write something. Even if they don't right. know what they're talking about, they have to write something. So they, they're, yep, they're sitting there the with yeah. Yeah, Black Panther, Killmonger never best buddied. Um, yeah, no. so like that's not a thing. No. Oh, anyway, it's like whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, right. there are obviously going to be similarities. It fits into the same world. <laughs> I feel like it fits into the same world, but I mean, yeah, they're thing, so whatever. Well, they're they're comics, like right. <laughs> there's only so much you can really change without totally derailing it from the actual like places they're getting it from. It's like, right. it's like just they're comic book movies. Like just. Take a breather, guy. Take a walk. <laughs> just, well, take, take a lap around the track. <laughs> to close things out, I've got a little something different for y'all, and I'll start with uh, Taylor. Taylor, what are your thoughts on the What If series? Oh, I'm looking forward to the What If series. Uh, I mean, the only episode that I know of is the one with um, Agent Carter, or Peggy Carter in that series, I guess gets the super soldier formula. So I know that's one of the episodes and I'm really looking forward to that episode. I think it'd be fascinating, but I have no idea what the other episodes are. And of course 
you know, there's literally no limits whatsoever. I guess there's going to be a Marvel zombie episode in one of them. I think I saw in yeah. a trailer. Yeah. Um, but again, there's, there's no limits. Absolutely anything could happen, which is the, you know, the beauty of the what ifs, which of course were, was a comic series back in, back in the day. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun, I think. Oh yeah. I, 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 without, without messing anything up because they're, they're self-contained, you know, uh, yeah, no, I own a bunch of what if comics myself. I, I always loved them back in the day. Cyber, I, I've never asked you this before. What are your thoughts on what if? Uh, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Uh, seeing a animated, uh, you know, Marvel series that is from the MCU studios uh, that will show us different aspects of what could happen if, like, say, a, the story of a particular character was altered. Um, so, like, talk about Peggy Carter, her getting the Super Soldier Serum instead of Steve. That's going to be very interesting. You know, what if there, you know, what if it wasn't Tony Stark that created, you know, this the tech? Maybe it was somebody else. Or, you know, if it, maybe it was Rhodey. Who knows? You know, it'd be interesting to see these different types of, like, what if this happened instead of this? That would just be interesting. And also, you know, just like they were saying, you know, because it's animated, they can do anything anything with it so i mean this could be really spectacular so yeah i mean once when they said that they were creating what if i remember thinking i, I wonder what this is and then they explained it a little more it's like ooh, that's that'll be interesting kind of like a parallel universe type of deal kind of like what the multiverse deals with so i it, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do and how they do it and uh just you know what we can see of alternate versions of these characters and just it'll just be a lot of fun i think most definitely. Arch. I had a question. Um, oh, go ahead, Keller. If I remember right, and I could be wrong about this, but in the comic series, what wasn't the What If comic series kind of hosted by um, The Watcher? Etu, yeah, The Watcher. I wonder if they'll do that in the cartoon. It is. It's it is, Jeffrey yeah. Wright. Jeffrey Wright is going to play oh, The okay. Watcher. Great. Yeah, and I love Jeffrey Wright. I do. Yeah. Um, personally, I do. Uh, Arch. What do you think? I mean, how impactful do you think What If could be? I think I think it's a fun series. I don't think it's uh, like going to be something that you need to take like super seriously. It's not like you're going to be debating how it fits in and like where things are going from here. It's just going to be like fun little things. Like I, I think another episode. I don't know a lot about him either, but I think another episode is to uh, T'Challa uh, becomes Star Lord. I'm sure if that yeah. means he's the one that's related to Ego, or if that even matters, or or what. But it's just fun little scenarios that. Of, of things that are, are, are a little bit different, and I think that's a, that's a really cool idea. Um, I did want to throw out a little fact on on uh, uh, Captain Marvel, though, is there's a missing scroll. Nobody ever talks about this, but four scrolls show up on Earth, and only three of them are accounted for by the end of this film. Ooh. Just saying. Just saying. I don't know which one it is or what that means, but just, just wanted to throw that out there. Good eye. Right. Good eye. <laughs> Harry. Yeah, just like think? yeah, just like everybody else is saying, like it's it's going to be cool to watch um, something that doesn't necessarily carry a lot of weight, and it's just something fun, you know. It's going to be the first like animated thing that connects to the MCU, and everybody that is in it is voicing their own characters, so you get like the actual actors playing their characters. So that's like a really cool thing that you don't see a lot. Um, and I think these different stories, like like uh, T'Challa being Star Lord, Peggy Carter becoming Captain Britain, you have uh, Zombie Captain America, like 
like all these weird wacky things and it's like like where is it gonna go we're gonna have some fun for like a 20 30 minute episode and next week we get another one and it's like it's just gonna be a fun thing you know like there's no like pressure behind it so i think that'll be like a fun like break in between the things that are gonna be like especially after loki we're gonna be like I feel like everything's going to be like different in terms of how we view like the multiverse and how it's going to affect the rest of these movies moving forward. And with the what if that's going to be a good break after that for our minds to kind of like settle a little bit and for everybody to just be like, yeah, let's just enjoy this and see what happens. You know, (laughs) like let's just have some fun instead of like worrying about necessary, not like worrying about, but like contemplating all these different questions. We just get to watch what if, and they just say, what if you know like what happens if this happens ah, here it is you know then it'll be cool most definitely and you know uh, like what what is the what is the schedule on loki guys like uh what what when does it comes out on what the um, yeah starts on ninth and it's every wednesday yep okay so um will we be able to could we do a loki review on wednesday evening Will we be able to pull that off this week? I don't see why not. Yeah, I don't see okay. why not. All right, good to know. Um, well, Arch, Taylor, I mean, I don't see any reason why we wouldn't love to have you guys come on. You know what I mean? If if that's the case, if we're able to pull off a Loki review, you know, next Wednesday, um, that would be great. But I just want to thank you both very much for coming on the MCU's Bleeding Edge, and I want to give both of you a chance to just kind of um, – just talk about the podcast of champions really quick and kind of just talk about yourselves and your own content and like what you guys do on your own. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess I'll, I'll, I'll sort of start that since uh, it, uh, myself and uh, grandmaster who uh, you've talked to yourself, I, I refer to him as Wellabers on, on uh, Sakaar. Um, but uh, we, we got together uh, around back in August and, and we, uh, we've been chatting on the site for like a long period of time, but uh, we finally started getting on, on a, on a, uh, kind of in a, a format very similar to this where we just started talking to each other about uh, a range of topics and then we started reviewing new shows and films when they came out. Uh, so we've been doing that for a bit. We haven't had any new content for a little bit uh, since dating back to Falcon and the Winter Soldier, but we've actually got our own review series coming out on uh, Loki coming up, um, which of course you guys are, are welcome to join us on as well. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how all that works out, but we're, uh, we're excited. Uh, uh, check out our stuff. I'm sure we'll drop a, a link or something somewhere for you guys, but um, take a look at it. We just, we, we, we just kind of casually hang out and, and, and talk about whatever, uh, whatever, whatever comes up at the moment. Man. So cool. Taylor, what do you think? Definitely. Yeah. Um, Arch, Arch and Wellabers, our grandmaster are the ones behind the power behind the throne there at the, uh, the podcast of champions, they do all the work. I'm, they just invite me in to run my mouth um, from time to time. Uh, and we had a lot of fun. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, I mean, you know, we're really, I mean, I, I personally, and I, I know that Perry and cyber, you know, definitely appreciate you guys. I love the fact that we're connecting this infinity saga review with you guys. I love having you guys' input on here. It's awesome. I mean, it's nice to collaborate. It really is. It's a good thing. Um, and, you know, it's also nice to have Perry Ramsey and Cybernetic Shark and have a full team on here on the MCU's Bleeding Edge tonight. Um, I want to close things out and just basically, uh, again, just thank 
all of our supporters, thank all of our viewers. We had our two. Listeners. We had two tonight. Majority of the yes. streams. Yes. And our our family members, our Going friends, up. everybody out there who, who supports our content, we really all appreciate the hell out of it. And Taylor, thank you very much, brother, for jumping on. Thanks for having me. It was nice to have you on. I'd love to see you again and have you on yeah, the show again. Are. Hopefully we'll do that soon. Arch, yeah. you're a good man. Thanks, man. <laughs> you, you, <too. laughs> you really you really you really pulled a pulled pulled one for Captain Marvel tonight, man. Like I mean I enjoy all this stuff. I, I am an, an unashamed MCU apologist. I love it. <laughs> I, I, you don't even know how much I love everything that they've done, really. Seriously, we, you've only breached the surface, man. We'll, 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 we'll get there. Just wait until we put the first Avengers film on here and I start crying and everything during it. Then you'll see what's going on. I'm telling you right now. Right there, man. Cyber. Yep. I love you, brother. Oh, you do? I'll talk to you later, man. <laughs> Harry, I love you too, man. Love you too, man. All right, brother. All right, everybody. MCU's bleeding edge. Out. Take care, man. Except it takes a couple seconds. <laughs>